watch Tim wishes you good luck and Godspeed. Space Monkeys back again today, blasting off with Alexander Mitrovich, a man with over two decades in tech and information. He is now the CEO of Unique Network. Their Kusama parachain courts, now occupying the 15th slot, aims to put tools in the hands of would-be NFT creators, traders, and collectors, while their Polkadot project is now absolutely crushing the current auction. Alex, welcome to the show. Thank you. Great to be here. Yeah, it's very nice to finally have you with us. I'm wondering if you could start us off with just a brief overview of what you were doing before you got into crypto. I have been IT industry for quite a while. Uh, it's been 20 something years in New York uh, for Wall Street technology firm. Uh, and then I worked uh, for a company called Luxsoft. It's a software development company where which I joined as uh, uh, and it was a startup basically with uh, three clients and I built their uh, financial services division, worked with investment banks uh, on very large engagements turned out to be. That was kind of the time when outsourcing started to be big. Uh, and okay. Luxot was one of the premier and kind of the pioneers in uh, Eastern European kind of software development services. So uh, we worked with Deutsche Bank, UBS, and those kinds of big guys. And then uh, about 2013, 14, I kind of got tired of enterprise a little bit. And uh, uh, those were very big engagements, 2000 developers each and like that. Um, I got into startups, uh, was uh, or you entrepreneur in residence for the holding company of Luxsoft. Luxsoft was sold last year years ago actually for 1.4 billion dollars so we made we made it very big uh, very um, nice. from the startup i joined uh, uh 10 years prior uh, uh -huh. wow. so i got into startups and then um uh did the ad startup uh that didn't fly off too much uh and uh -huh. then uh, in 2016 i joined Use uh, which is another software development firm as uh, to develop global operations and uh, kind of stumbled upon blockchain. I was looking into all the kinds of uh, advanced technologies at a time to yeah. figure out what to do next and uh, looked into AI, looked into big data, all kinds of things. And uh, yeah. uh, a friend of mine uh, was... Uh, uh, kind of posting things about blockchain and Ethereum on uh, Facebook. And I was like, okay, let's look at this. And, and I looked and I have fallen in love. I figured out that this is the future. This yeah. is something that definitely uh, fit with what I understand. So I decided to focus on blockchain, created a chain lab uh, at Ustack. We started doing projects there and... Uh, that's that's the kind of short story of how I got into it. That's interesting. What were some of those little projects you were making at Ustack with blockchain? What were they based around? Uh, well, uh, first it was all Ethereum stuff. Uh, one very interesting one in 2019 we did was uh, uh, I think up and running. It's called Food GG. We scraped all the data for CryptoKitties, all their uh, trades. 
all their mm -hmm. uh, transaction data, uh, okay. and and we fed it to uh, uh, started into TensorFlow, into AI algorithms of different kinds and different combinations until we okay. found the optimal kind of. Uh, uh, things to come up with the market pricing mechanism for CryptoKitties. Uh, that's, uh, you know, I think that the idea that still kind of is uh, unsolved to this day and something we're going to come back yes. to. Uh, but uh -huh. the, uh, the idea was to create a, a pricing mechanism so you can create an exchange rather than a marketplace for NFTs. Very interesting. So was that your way into NFTs? It was, it was this problem of pricing them? Or was there something else about NFTs that captured your imagination? What captured imagination was the fact that NFTs were actually a technology to tokenize uh, unique assets, which yeah. you, if, you, if you take a look at the real world, in the real world, you have uh, a lot of those unique assets. They are about the same, <laughs> same level of uh, as fungible assets yet in the blockchain sure. space they were very, very small to this day they are one you know one percent or so of the whole uh, crypto ecosystem so uh we uh so my vision is that you know 10 years from now nft ecosystem is going to be as big as the uh fungible uh a token system uh, sure. on blockchain, which means that it's going to grow much faster than than the rest of the crypto industry. Uh, which means that uh, you know, which was that attracted uh, me to it. So you saw this opportunity about a decade out. Did you start building unique with that team, or did you decide to restructure from the ground up and and start this unique project? The same thing. Greg, our CTO, was kind of uh, running technical things back then as well. So we just okay. uh, we just kind of uh, well at the same time in 2019 we were doing a number of uh, infrastructure pro projects in uh, Polkadot ecosystem. We did uh, hmm. .NET APIs, uh, C++ API um, uh, indexers, and so on. And uh, uh, we realized that nobody was building NFT infrastructure in a, a Polkadot ecosystem. So that was the last grant we received. We started working yeah. on it in December 2019 and released right. the first NFT palette in February 2020. How did you get wrapped up into Polkadot originally there? We were in um, uh, uh, Iron Conference in Berlin, February 2020, 2019. Uh -huh. uh, and and uh, met some parody people there. Uh, I guess in a smoking break, <laughs> and uh, I started telling me about what they're doing with Polkadot, and I was like, hmm, "That sounds interesting. Let me take a look at it." Uh, and uh, we started. We saw that the Polkadot was the most ambitious uh, blockchain project we saw. Uh, yeah. Uh, for me. Uh, and as we started diving in, we realized that that is the next generation. A blockchain, and right. uh, I'm not surprised at all of the traction it, it gets these days. And to do so, I think that in you know five years, Polkadot ecosystem will be bigger than uh, Ethereum ecosystem. And this whole process of building in the Polkadot ecosystem, how has reality differed from the expectations you had when you started? It's much better. Okay, it worked out much better. Much better. Okay, <laughs> it is. First of all, uh, it is 
technically very, very challenging. It's very complex. Mm. Uh, and to get in, you need a strong, strong theme and strong commitment to the uh, to the, the thing, because it's not like other uh, blockchains. It's much more complex because it has this concept of uh, chains, power chains. There's ten ways to do things. It's much more flexible, much more powerful sure. than uh, all the other blockchains. But that makes it complex, and I like that. I like the fact that it's so ambitious and and powerful because it gives us ability to do things that you cannot do on other chains and yeah. once you're in you're ahead of the pack a lot and uh, anybody who wants to kind of get in uh they uh they need to catch up and by the time they catch up we are uh, still ahead that's what's happening in the nft space we were the first to make nft stuff in the uh, polka dot ecosystem to this day despite kind of some big names coming into the game uh yeah. we are still far far ahead in terms of the the stuff we have done and uh you know the readiness and uh and tra real traction developer uh traction users and all the other stuff and it will continue to do that way because it, again it is very complex technology it needs time to be around and kind of uh, uh built on so uh, I like it for us because uh, uh, we were uh, the first to get into the game and uh, we are taking the full advantage of it. Amazing. So let's dive right into Unique there. What are some of the needs in the NFT space that you think Unique is addressing? Well, uh, uh, we think uh, if you, I come back to the statement I minutes ago, the, mm -hmm. uh, the NFT ecosystem, system in its very, very beginning of very yeah. primitive technology that needs to be much, much better. And mm -hmm. uh, we are starting to put that technology in place. We already mm -hmm. have a number of innovations that we have brought in uh, for the NFTs. Uh, we mint them natively. We mint uh, uh, refungibles natively. We have uh, put in the blockchain that has alternative economic models, uh, which is sponsoring transaction fee, which means that uh, you can uh, create solutions on, on a skit, uh, built that are built for regular users, so you can attract mass audiences. Um, okay. You can uh, 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 do you can do scheduling, uh, and the thing we are working on now is uh, a nesting pallet where. You you can have complex uh, NFT ownership structures and uh, simply much more powerful uh, solutions be built on top. Okay, so you said a few things there. You said refungibles. What what do you mean by that? So refungibles are basically fungible tokens that own an NFT. So uh, you know, it's in the Ethereum space. It's called fractionalization. Okay, gotcha. Uh, where, where you have a crypto pass owned by like hundred people, and they all get, yeah. uh, you know, uh, one uh, out of the hundred uh, fungible tokens that represent their ownership into that for NFT. Okay, and then you said the sponsoring idea. If you played with uh, NBA Top Shots, then uh, you'll know what I'm talking about. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, 
transaction fees are a big obstacle to adoption of uh, crypto. Uh, right. Not just because they cost money, but because of the need to have it. So in order just to get an NFT, to gift an NFT, buy an NFT, to do whatever, you need to have that crypto to pay for a transaction fees. Understood, uh, yeah. Now, you know, uh, we, we have maybe a few million people globally who know how to do that, but we have a few billion people around who would kind of, uh, you know, prefer not to have to deal with all that complexity. So uh, sponsorship of transaction fees is a way to isolate the end user from needing to have the, uh, the crypto to do stuff. Uh, so, because the app itself uh, sponsors the transaction transaction fees, and then the other thing you mentioned were these nested NFTs. Of course, we think about Remark and everything that they've been doing. And then on the other side, we also have the classic Ethereum standards. I'm wondering how and where does Unique sit in this landscape of NFT standards? The nesting palette we're doing in collaboration with Remark. So uh, it is basically. Uh, something that we're working on together, and uh, we uh, hope they will be the, the main driver direction. Um, nice. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, and as for the standards, the idea here is that standards are not really yet a topic to, uh, to be discussed, because what, okay. what we need is much more powerful and much more, uh, more, uh, much bigger adoption of NFTs to talk about standards. It's just too early. Uh, okay. Uh, but, okay. But oh, ERC seven twenty one has everything in it that you know uh, that uh, one needs uh, for a good standard. So it's a it's a good standard to support. We support it fully. Uh, all the stuff we do on native minting is basically the same commands, same methods. Uh, that uh, ERC721 has, it, they're just not in a smart contract. They are in, um, uh, they are inside the blockchain in a palette and uh, we use in, in extrinsics to kind of to call on those methods and that's it. And by staying kind of compatible with ERC721, you have your compatibility across different chains. So that that's the, that's the idea strategy we're taking. I mean, NFTs are evolving so quickly in the gaming and metaverse space. I'm wondering if you guys have any plans for those spaces and how you see Unique fitting into those use cases in the next three or four years. Well, for good metaverses, you need a much more powerful uh, NFT functionality than you have today in Ethereum or all the other uh, chains, as a matter of fact. So we are kind of naturally inclined uh, and we hope to be a default solution for those. Uh, it will take time for uh, the industry to adopt it and to kind of uh, understand it and to kind of uh, embrace it, but uh, it will go that way. So we are the chain for the next generation of NFT use cases and uh, gaming and related to it, metaverse kind of uh, uh, use cases are definitely uh, the easiest adopters of all of that. So we plan to kind of shows very, very deeply from the get-go. And uh, we have a lot of, um, a lot, a lot of tools uh, to do that, uh, a lot more than anybody else has. 
Okay, love to hear it. Alex, thank you so much for coming in today. I know you guys are just about to win a slot on Polkadot. Is there anything you want to tell our listeners about what's coming up over the next uh, few weeks to a month? So in terms of the crowd loan, we are, uh, yes, we are ahead of the pack, but we are not participating in uh, uh, auction number 13, which is coming this week. We are participating yep. starting number four. At the same time, we are running a minting festival where we have released some tools that make it easy for everybody. You can go to our uh, unique mint and very, very easy mint your nft collection mint your nfts and participate in uh, kind of the competition for the N nft uh for the minting festival which uh the winners will kind of feature on our place uh which uh, UN, uh unique nft io which has been around since november 2020 was the first commercial yeah. application in the polkadot ecosystem at all it was before any, anybody and anything was live. And uh, amazing. Which right, which right now features only our two collections, and we're adding new ones uh, in this way. Amazing. So I'll throw a link to that down below, and everybody uh, should definitely go check it out. Alex, I'm so glad we got to catch up. Just want to say thanks very much, and uh, hopefully we can talk again soon. Pleasure was all mine. Thank you. Thank you.